Welcome back to another episode of Small Steps, Big Impact. I'm Sally Ho. Remember when I told you about how I didn't care about the food I was eating when I was a teenager? Well, I didn't care about the food I was not eating either, which ended up in the bin. But as I became more aware about the impact of food, I also began thinking about what happens to all the food that ends up in the trash because we've ordered too much or bought too many groceries or didn't bring home our leftovers after dinner out. So this week, I'm going to focus on tackling food waste as one of the most impactful things we can be doing to reduce our carbon emissions. I think that most of us are already aware of the obvious culprits of climate change, like fossil fuels and energy use, for example. But one of the biggest hidden sources of carbon emissions is food waste. It shocked me when I found out that food waste drives 10% of global greenhouse gas emissions. According to the UN, if food waste was a country, it would be the third largest emitting country in the world. So reducing the amount of food we waste, whether it be at home or when we dine out, will definitely help us cut down on a significant portion of our footprint. I'm keen to learn more about how we can be reducing food waste, so I'm on my way to meet with Judith Lin. She's one of the core team members at Newt, a food company whose mission is all about creating planet-forward foods. Newt also operates as an educational platform to raise awareness about food sustainability. Let's go and meet Judith. Hi Judith, I'd love for you to introduce yourself, your story, your background on sustainability, what you do with Newt and how you came to work with Newt before we get all into the food waste. Hi, so I joined Newt just over a year and a half ago. Um, I look after sales and marketing and now I've actually transitioned to look at more the product development side as we're really expanding our food and beverage offering. Um, we have a very exciting and growing team as well, so there's lots um, to get hands on with, especially on the sustainability agenda for us. So. I was actually brought up under a naturopathic environment as also Taoism values. So for me, it was very natural to be, you know, connected with nature in so many different ways and in tune with myself that we've always been taught to, you know, find moments and presence in nature, be outdoors and really be away from kind of the hustle and bustle in the city. And so for me, I spent quite a lot of my career in big corporates where I've learned that, you know, a balanced lifestyle obviously is a must but then it's also very difficult to achieve and so when I was midway through um, the kind of big corporates and, and building up my skill set I came across Newt um, and Chemin also who's now a really good friend of mine um, and he was talking me through his philosophy and his you know, mission and vision for starting Newt, which I felt very um, aligned with. It was all about simply eating well and living well. He He's on a mission where we really want to show people that health can be yummy as well. And, and that, you know, when you come to us and enjoy our nourishments, you don't have to think about the you know, the, the health aspect or the sustainability aspect, because we've got that covered as well. Um, so we've always been on a journey to make taste with purpose um, and build foods that's good for both human and planetary health. Um, so for me, it felt so natural to join 
this team, um, not only am I able to cement my existing values with with them, but also create an environment where um, my personal growth and you know to further deepen my relationship with nature as well as with um, with people around me. I love your story and your background on sustainability and how that was a really natural segue into why you're now one of the members at Newt. Now, I really want to get into the topic of food waste. So let me just pick your brain a little bit. I want to know how food waste contributes to our carbon emissions and how you guys try and minimize food waste across your operations. For sure. And actually, it, you know, when we were looking at studies and figures, it's shown that we actually require three more Earths to produce enough food um, if we don't change our current practices. It also says that actually 30% of the global um, uh, of the global food production goes to waste, which is a huge percentage of that. Whilst you know, there's two billion people who are currently either overweight, obese, and even more so actually are malnourished. So there's a huge disparity um, in, in this global footprint where, you know, if we don't tackle this problem of food waste, there's actually a lot of different implications as well, not just to those who are suffering now, but also to ourselves, because at the end of the day, it impacts our daily life as well. And so it's it's so important to us that we tackle this problem from the get-go rather than thinking about the product at the end. So it's not about what's left in your bowl or your plate, but it's about creating recipes and products that minimizes that at, at the forefront. Um, it's about thinking further ahead. So what do we do with our food scraps? What do we do with um, the extra bits that doesn't get put into, into our bowls? And it doesn't always have to go back into food. It can go into cleaning products. It can go into fertilizers um, for our plants in the office. And it's integrated in so many different elements and facets of our, whether it's work life or personal life. So this has been a very exciting project for us, especially with, you know, running a pop-up where we're able to create constantly new innovations to show people, hey, food can have full circularity as well. And we're just showing our basic respect to nature because it's given everything to us so far. Absolutely. And we're here at your pop-up in Pacific Place. So let's talk about your menu and talk about some of the ways food waste is integrated in your menu design. Do you source some of these ingredients carefully or do you keep your number of dishes to a minimum in order to ensure that none of them, none of the dishes are overproduced and goes to waste? Let's talk about how you guys manage your food waste as a pop-up. Absolutely. So we've always believed in a seasonal limited menu just because, you know, we work in partner with nature. So whatever, you know, nature says is best in season or best in time is what we want to bring to our consumers. We source as much locally as possible. Um, and we think about the sort of flavor and texture profiles, but also the diversity you get. So especially with gut health, it's so important to have a diverse um, amount of plants. So for us, save our signature kombu for a soba, we have um, gai lan, we have siu tong choy, with very local veggies, corn and cucumber, all very simple ingredients. But it's about making it, um, it's about making it yummy as well as, you know, showcasing the best, the optimal nutrition and taste during that season. So definitely now in summer, we love like chayotes, um, cucumber. A lot of these legumes are really in season. Um, so a lot of the scraps that you get from these veggies actually gets uh, put back into the broth that is 
which is now our, our kombu frost broth as well. So a lot of the, the kind of ingredients we work with, we also think about, okay, how much waste do we extract from that? And we've always said, waste is not just waste. Um, there's always a second life that we can put to it. And we've all, we'll always extend its longevity as much as we can. Similar to our carrot butter egg otsu, it's so important for us that, you know, we understand people don't really like the crust of the bread. And so, especially if you want a soft sando, we decrust it, but we also then um, grind that back into breadcrumbs such that it becomes the, uh, we mix it with oat as well. So it becomes the otsu kind of coating for the egg custard. So everything we've put thought into it to make sure, you know, it's both delicious, but also great for the um, environment as well. We've looked at the seasonal menu and thought not just from uh not just from a, a food option perspective, but also from a function perspective. So even when it comes to our superfood jars, our power bars, or even our smoothies, or soon to come a line of wellness shots, everything is governed by purpose. And we've always believed that you need to have the right intention and know exactly you know, why you're putting what you're putting in your body to see the full change. That's why we've started off with functional ice bars where you've got you know, de-stress, energy, detox, and immunity, all for different um, your different needs in your life and I think it's very important for people to also be in tune with themselves and know that okay today my body feels like this therefore I need certain ingredients to help me or certain nutrients to help me boost that um, and so for us the end goal is obviously to to inspire a lifestyle where you can eat a little better be a little kinder to yourself and also be and do a bit more good for the environment. That's super interesting, especially when you talked about how you use the entire ingredient, especially about your butter egg otsu, how you cut off the crust, but you use it too. That doesn't ever go to waste. Now, let's move on to some of your personal anti-food waste habits. I want to talk about whether you have any tips for people who are kind of getting started on their food waste journey and I, for one, make a rule to only order what I know I have room in my belly for. And if I have leftovers, I always take it home. So do you have any tips? Do you do pickling, composting? Let's talk about that. Absolutely. Um, I always start with planning. That's very important, especially, you know, in Hong Kong, we love to eat out, whether it's at work or whether it's at dinner. Um, plan ahead. You know, if you are meal planning or if you know that you have certain meals out, again, to your point, like how hungry are you? You know your appetite. Um, and, you know, it's very important to think about, okay, before ordering something, whether you you can finish it, whether you're sharing it. I always have kind of like a 70% bowl where I leave my belly kind of 70% full just because, you know, I was brought up where my grandparents um have always told us not to waste food. Uh, we're in the agriculture business and it's we really appreciate the work that farmers and have, have done for us. Without them there's no there's no food on our plates. And so, you know, my, my father and my brother has always been the two people that has finished, you know, that cleans up all the dishes um, at night. And I've learned that actually I need to do my part as well. So sometimes I leave a bit of room in case whether it's friends or family that can't really finish their food. Um, and if you know if I if if we can help minimize that then that'd be great otherwise again taking home is good um 
again with your food scraps, we love pickling. Pickling is a great way of preserving veggies, but also it has huge nutritional benefits. Um, we love pickling chilies and peppers at home. We love that kind of sour and spicy. You know, it's really good to stimulate your gut that way. Um, and it just adds really good flavor to all your foods in a very convenient way. Um, another way that we, we actually minimize food waste, but maybe it's not about minimizing waste as much, but thinking about how else you can utilize the scraps. Uh, we have loads of plants in the office. And we've actually found that our um, banana, banana peel is super good for cleaning the leaves on top. It gives them a lot of nutrients as well. So, you know, we, we produce so many banana breads or like smoothies a day that we actually end up with a lot of banana peel. So that's another way that we've learned um, to reuse some of the waste. Um, apart from that, I think a really good tip is freezing your food. Um, frozen food is actually super good for you because it locks in all the nutrients at the optimal level. That's why at the beginning we started off with ice bar smoothies. Um, a lot of the time when you go to fresh market, you you can't actually guarantee the quality of how long the food's been out, especially in Hong Kong when it's so hot. Um, so it's quite it's quite convenient to just buy frozen veggies or fruits as well. Something that you can put in a blender, you can make soup, you can make smoothies. It has no cutoffs, it has no waste. Of course, you could argue where the scraps go before it's it's frozen, but at the same time, you can also buy fresh and frozen. So, and then frozen. Um, so that's another way that you know, for me, it's a very simple um, habit to integrate in your in your lifestyle. I love all these anti-food waste tips. They're wonderful. And I'm definitely going to think about the freezing part and using banana peels. That's a new one. And I think that's a great way to use up the entire piece of fruit. And finally, I just want to ask if people were to do just one thing in their daily lives to cut food waste, what would you say? Honestly, I'd say be conscious. Um, really think about every action you put in. I think when it comes to driving change or wanting to make an impact, it's not about having big changes or big habit you know, shifts in your lifestyle. It's actually about having the right purpose and putting that into your actions. Once you've seen the change, whether it's in your body or in others, you understand that sensation of feeling good and healthy. You you will be intrinsically motivated to, to do a lot better. For me, I'm very blessed by the people around me and the team that's pushed us to move, to, to push forward on this agenda. And we motivate each other to, you know, whether it's bring your own cup or it's um, freezing or, you know, storing leftovers away or finding different ways of, of minimizing food waste. I think it's very important for in the first step to be more in tune with your body and to understand again, what is my appetite today? What do I feel like eating? Um, and if you're feeling like eating certain things, you know, what what can you do with that waste that's gonna be incurred? Or um, is there any way that you can incorporate more plants into your diet? I missed out a point earlier that, you know, plants are the way to go moving forward because one, on a supply chain, like it minimizes a lot of its carbon footprint there's just so 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 many plants available they're available in so many different forms in grains and spices and veggies and powders and so once you're once you're a bit more conscious of yourself once you have that motivation to eat a little better for both yourself and the planet you will want to learn a bit more and knowledge is what drives change knowledge is what what drives impact and empowers everyone to just be a little better every day 
I love that message. Thank you so much, Judith, for sharing all your knowledge about food waste and also introducing all the little things that Newt does to minimize food waste across your supply chain. Thank you. Thank you. from Judith about how businesses are reducing food loss as well as what we can do ourselves to avoid food waste. I want to also talk about actively rescuing food that would otherwise be tossed away. Believe it or not, there are plenty of organizations and companies doing exactly that. Charities like Feeding Hong Kong, for example, often collect leftover bread loaves from bakeries and supermarkets. If you have time, you can join one of these bread runs to divert these loaves from the landfill to food banks serving people in need. There are also platforms that show you where surplus meals can be rescued from nearby restaurants, cafes, and even grocery stores for steep discounts too. We're talking everything from fresh sandwiches to paninis to takeaway sushi. One of those platforms is Chomp, an app available in Hong Kong. I really want to know more about how it works, so I'm going to chat with Carla Martinezzi. She's the co-founder of the startup behind Chomp. Hi, Carla. It's lovely to meet you. Could you tell us why you decided to found Chomp? Hi, so I'm Carla Martinezzi. I'm the founder of Chomp. And Chomp is a food-saving app that originally launched in 2021, and it's only available in Hong Kong. Um, but the reason why we started it was because my background originally was in hospitality and F&B. Um, and when COVID happened, a lot of my friends in the industry were really suffering through pay losses and cut jobs and closed restaurants. And it was just butcher, butchered in Hong Kong for the F&B industry. And, you know, we were getting a ton of messages about loss of food and food costs and like restaurants that were closing down and they were asking us if we could you know, take kilos and kilos of food off their hands because it was just going to go to garbage. And, you know, we thought, what what on earth is happening to all this food? Like, why why is no one else? Like, surely there are people out there who want to buy it because everyone's getting pay cuts and everyone's trying to save as much money as possible because we didn't know how long COVID would last. Um, and so we did a little bit of market research. We interviewed, um, I think it was something like 190, 200 people um, to see you know, how they would feel if they were interested in buying these items, even though they were short shelf life, they were directly from restaurants, they weren't from the supermarket, um, if they were interested in buying it at a discount, if they wanted it on an app or a website or like on pen and paper, if it was like an honor system, we weren't sure what it was going to be like. Um, and then with the feedback was really good. So we went forward with it. And that's how Chomp was born. Amazing. And for the people who don't know what Chomp is, could you tell us a little bit about the app and what it does to rescue food around Hong Kong? So the app itself is a little bit like a marketplace. Um, so restaurants, anything from F&B businesses that are cafes, bakeries, um, even bars, they get to list on the app directly how much food and products they have left over at the end of the day, and then they'll list it at a discount. So everything on the app is already discounted. Um, and then customers themselves, they can download the app, they just sign in, and then they get access to all these networks of F&B businesses. So we're talking about 135 different businesses, um, and they can just 
you know, choose whatever item they want, buy it at a discount, and then head to the store to pick up. So it's pick up because we're trying to be as sustainable as possible. The idea and our number one mission is to reduce food waste. Um, so, which means that it's pick up only, which means you have to go there and pick it up yourself. And how much money do people save in addition to saving food along the way? So the minimum we require from businesses is 25% off. It's sort of the magic number, especially during COVID when things were really tight. Um, it's shifted a lot since then. And now on average, you get anything from 50% to 80% off of a retail item. So yeah, the deals are pretty good. Wow, that's a huge discount. Now, zooming out from the app, I'd love for us to talk about food waste, the issue. Can you tell me about how deep the issue is in Hong Kong and more broadly in Asia? How much food are we wasting and how does this contribute to our carbon footprint? So about a third of the food is wasted around the world. Um, 50% of that is just in Asia alone. So APAC, um, which, yeah, I'm lost for words every time I say it because I just, it's a number that's so big and I just can't quite believe it. Hong Kong has probably one of the worst ones. Um, if you know that the landfill problem in Hong Kong is quickly filling up, we're a small, small city uh, with not a lot of land. And uh, I think we're down to two landfills left and they're going to be predicted to be filled up by 2030, if I'm not wrong. Um, and of those landfills, a third of it is just food, like food. We're talking municipal solid waste food. We're talking about food scraps. We're talking about perfectly edible foods from businesses like F&B restaurants, cafes. Sometimes it's scraps from the kitchens, from your own like home, but it's just food. Um, and, you know, if you think about how the rest, you know, there's par like parts of the world that are suffering because they don't have access to food and we're out here wasting it it's just a crazy thing to believe but anyway i digress the city itself has a huge food waste problem i think supermarkets alone they waste about twenty-nine thousand kilos a day um that's just hong kong so supermarkets like the big ones welcome fusion um and then restaurants the fmb industry wastes about 13 million bowls of rice a day which is just a crazy crazy figure to even imagine that is insane. 13 million bowls of rice every single day. And aside from using your app to rescue food, what can people actually do about this waste? So you talked about how much food is going to waste in the F&B industry, but also inside our own homes. Do you have any advice for us when it comes to reducing our food waste in our daily lives? What do you do? And can you share some of your personal tips? So um, on Chomp, we post a lot on Tuesday tips. So on Tuesday, we post our favorite tips on how to reduce food waste directly at home. We're trying to encourage a more sustainable lifestyle for everyone. Um, my f absolute favorite things to do is banana bread. Um, I constantly, I posted a video about it because I loved it so much. And there's so many things that you could do at home. And it's difficult being so busy. And obviously, life happens and gets in the way. And then your food gets stuck in the fridge and it gets wasted. But there's so many things you could do. Like if you're going out with your friends, if you bring a Tupperware because you know you might overorder or you won't be able to finish your food, you can take it home. And be creative and make something out of it. Like maybe it's fried rice. Maybe it's, um, you know, there's this old like Italian dish where uh, it's very typical from the South where you have like leftover spaghetti and you crack an egg and it's kind of like a frittata. But it's like another way of eating the spaghetti dish, except it's more, you know, dense and more protein filled. And there's all these different ways of recreating already pre-made food that you had and changing it into a new recipe. And then there's things like, you know, fruit and vegetable scraps, like making stock, putting it in your freezer, using vegetable peels to, you know, create a new item. And 
you know, apple peels, you know, making fruit jelly, things like that. There's so many different ways. And even a quick Google will tell you how to make a food scrap into something else. Like there's so many people who are out there who are creative and have already gone through the testing process that you could try it at home as well. And there are non-food uses for food waste too, right? And sometimes I know that you host workshops. What are some of these? So most of the workshops are around apples because they're the most typical, you know, fruit. They're also the cheapest fruit. Um, so we usually, uh, we take apples and we use the scraps. So the cores, the tops, um, even the bottoms and the peels. And that's the most wasted part. A lot of people don't like eating apples with peels. Um, so we convert it into baked oatmeal or um, apple jelly compote or um, sometimes we make it into like apple fritters like we use the peels to bake them and fry them um, and make them into chips so there's many different ways to do that but like you said you're totally right there are ways to use this food waste into other things like non-edible products so maybe like coffee grounds if you drink coffee in the morning add a little bit of coarse sugar olive oil and it's a coffee scrub that you can use in your shower that's a great idea. And um, I've heard of using coffee grounds as fertilizer too. So you can kind of keep your plants healthy along the way. Now, I'd love to circle back to Chomp, the app, and ask you just to give people a sense of what they can actually get. It all sounds well and great. They'll download the app and use it. But what kind of food can they actually save? Tell us a little bit more about it. So my personal favorite thing to save are the cakes. Um, I have a huge sweet tooth, so anything dessert-related is the greatest. So um, the cakery that's just downstairs, they have these amazing cupcakes, and they're um, keto-friendly, they're uh, you know dairy-free, and most of the time they're vegan, um, which is really good for you. And uh, But most of the time, a lot of people tend to rescue lunch deals. So when lunch gets really busy and you don't want to go outside for peak hours, Chomp is a really good solution for you because you'll probably get a lunch deal between 2 and 4 p.m. Um, things like salad, rice bowls, um, chicken bowls, like there's a million different um, options for you. And what's next for the app? How are you looking to expand your impact and reduce even more food waste in Hong Kong? Um, so, like I said, the landfills are full of just food waste, but it's not just food that's in there. There's also a ton of other waste. Um, we're hoping to expand to many more restaurants and hopefully go for bigger chains um, across Hong Kong. But there's also so many other things that are being wasted that have short shelf life, like flowers that, you know, wilt quickly or skincare that has a shelf life of six to 12 months. Um, so hopefully expand there and then maybe across Asia as well. And finally, do you have any other sustainable tips? If there's just one thing that someone can do to fight food waste, what would it be? What would you tell them to do every day? It's a tough one. <laughs> um, to fight food waste every day. It would be to, I guess my best advice would be to just order a little bit less. Um, there's a really big habit in Hong Kong of over-ordering because overindulgence um, because you think you can eat more, your eyes are bigger than your stomach always. Um, so if you tend to be an over-order, try to order a little bit less. You can always order again later or sneak in a dessert later um, or just bring your own Tupperware so that you don't end up wasting the food directly at the restaurant and you can take it home and use it as a second meal. That's a great tip. I always bring my Tupperware with me and that's, that's wonderful. Thank you so much, Carla, for sharing all your wonderful knowledge and telling us about Chomp today. Thank you so much for having me. I've just gotten back home and I think I'm going to make some dinner. 
And in the spirit of preventing food waste, I'm going to use all the leftovers I have in my fridge tonight and whip something up. I think I've learnt a lot through chatting with Carla and Judith in this episode, from how restaurants prevent having food going to waste in the first place, to how we can redirect surplus unsold food. For now, that's it from me. I'm Sally Ho, and next time on Small Steps, Big Impact, we'll be looking into circular fashion. Goodbye, and I'll catch you next time.